Well, good evening, Denver Broncos country. This is the Denver Bronco Roundup brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. I'm just one of the co-hosts of the show. My name is Keith Brugman. I've got Albert Milehigh Dutchie. I've got Trevor Salzman. I've got Jody Moncrief. We have a request out for a special guest. We hope to have them on. If you have already seen the promotion, it's Dove Valley Deep Divers' very own Lance Sanderson. So hope to have him on here soon as well. Man, things are just already starting to move along, starting to matriculate down in uh, down in Dove Valley, I guess you could say. But before we get into everything, got to say hello to my co-host. I'm not going to be the only one speaking tonight. It's also going to be Albert Mile High Dutchie as well. Albert, say hello. Hello. <laughs> it's it's a good weekend, so um, I think we're going to see in a really nice uh, Super Bowl game. I hope that uh, this time the roles are being changed and I'm going to root for the Niners. Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. So going for the Niners. Already giving out some predictions. Love it. Love it, Albert. Albert's always coming in here being positive. We're getting a what's up, boys, by Mr. Kurt Valente and saying, Dutchie. Of course, Dutchie was over on the K&K Sports Show. What was it, just last week, Albert? Yep. Um, Kurt, Kenny, all the boys over there, Paul Rosen, Carson, Scoops, you name it. K&K Sports Show, fantastic guys over there. Need to check them out. They got a fantastic Broncos show. I was all up and down the comment board on their Giants show last night. Guys, check out the K&K Sports Show, just like we need to check out Mr. Jody Moncrief, the judge himself. How are we doing, Judge? What's up? Um, ready to talk Broncos. A um, couple big moves this week for the Broncos, or what someone says, big moves. Yeah, absolutely. Figured we'd get right to that right off the bat. But before we do, got to say hello to everybody. So I'm going to kick it over to Mr. Trevor, the Rocket Man Salzman. How are we doing, Trevor? Hey, Keith. Hey, everybody. Uh, just looking forward to a great show, and let's kick it off. Yeah, let's kick it off. Absolutely. Evening, gents. Coming in from Michelle Knoppers. We got Aloha, boys. Might say Facebook user, but I know who that is. That's Mr. Patrick Wiltsey. How's it going? Same with this one. Sup, family? Says Facebook user, but I know who that is. Welcome. Welcome back. Good to see you guys as well. So, um, Mr. Ernie Mays. Hello. All four. Go Broncos country only. Um... I can't see NFC beats AFC in Super Bowl 58. So that would be another that would be another uh, vote for the 49ers if we're uh, keeping track there. Uh, Kurt Valente coming in saying the judge run the ball, play defense. And uh, Trevor, what's up, my friend coming in from Kurt Valente as well. So that being said, let's kick, kick it off. A, a few things have been matriculating in Dove Valley. Um I'll, you know, start off with, let's start off with Trevor. I'll, I'll let you make your choice. I know that there, we're talking about some front office type of moves. I'll let you choose one and talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember the guy. Well, we have, I'll, I'll um, give you the two names. We have Pete the Carmichael. That we exactly. could, the scouting. Yeah. Cody Rager or, um, uh, yeah, I'll start with, Go ahead. That's it, right? <laughs> I was going to say Cody Rager. Um, so I'll start with him, uh, and that'll be my pick. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, we don't know too, too much about him. Just that Sean, him and Sean Payton worked pretty closely with the Saints. Um, they had, you know, pretty good uh, 
some a couple good drafts there with Rager, and he was a big part of it. I uh, believe he was one time was a national scout for the Saints uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, and I think it's it's a guy that they're going to miss. They did not want to uh, to let him go, but uh, you know, in the NFL, you you get promotions, and Denver was willing to offer him that just to bring him into the building. I think I, I don't. By any means, people, some people are saying the building, well, he might be a replacement for, for George Payton down the line. I don't know if I go that far. Again, he, he'll, he's bring, being brought in to be a scout, um, you know, more or less, and, and help him with the draft, which, again, this offseason, they're going to really need to rely on, on into the draft. And, uh, you know, as their cap, cap, the cap ramifications, of course, with this team and just, the, you know, the, with the picks the picks that they have, you're not going to – you're going to have to really hit in those, in those mid-rounds, you know, rounds two yeah. to five. Have to really hit in that, so they think this is a big hire for them, and uh, hopefully something that we uh, we see pay off down the down the line. Yeah, um, three years assistant college uh, scouting director, and then before that, three years as a national scout. Been with the Saints organization for nine years in total. Jody, what did you think about the hire of Mr. One, Mr. Cody Rager, to uh, vice president of uh, personnel, player personnel? Might need a mic though, bud. I don't know if we got that on yet. Um, it's just another one of Peyton's, you know, someone Peyton's worked with. Um, we now can, I guess, with the both both hires, we can now officially say the the Denver Saints. I guess <laughs> we are uh, looking at new uniforms maybe coming out. So uh, be careful what you're at, talking about there, man. Might have a Lafleur or uh, in in with the uh, Bronco uh, Maine. I don't know, sure. So, <laughs> um, anything anything to help after last year's draft? I mean, we were the what the second worst ranked draft out of mm-hmm. all the teams. Um, besides, really, Marvin Mims. What what really stood out for anyone? And that was mainly on special teams. We didn't get really any production offensively or defensively. Uh, half of the guys didn't even dress. So, Yeah, we can get into that. But do you think that this is going to be a help or a, or a hindrance with Cody uh, Rager coming in? Do you think this makes a change in what, how we go forward with our draft? Um, I don't think it could hurt. It couldn't get any worse than last year, in my opinion. There you go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Halbert, what were your thoughts? Did you have anything to add on Cody Rager? And then I'll have you kick us off on uh, Pete Carmichael as well, uh, former Saints OC that uh, just took a offenses, assist, senior offensive assistant, it seems, as well. But Cody Rager first, what were your thoughts? I, my, first, my thoughts on the new logo. Are we going to see a D with a uh, halo around it? Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm an Angels fan, so that uh, that already got me going already. So go ahead, though. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm I'm really surprised. Is is this guy Carmichael really going to develop a system that will fit Russell Wilson? If they're going to keep with Russell Wilson. Or are they really going to look further and see if they really want to get a Drew Brees-type quarterback? Mm. That is that is the big question because if they are set to a system, then Russell Wilson might not fit. Or if are they going to change uh, uh, Russell Wilson's uh, uh, play style? I think once you have played a certain play style as a, as a quarterback, I think you're pretty much set, especially if you've done it for 10 11 years mm-hmm. and and it is much easier for an 
and head coach and offensive coach to adapt to a player's style. So I really don't know what to think about this entire okay. hire. Very good. Very good. Uh, jury is out, <laughs> but the judge is in. <laughs> what do you think about Pete Carmichael coming on board? <laughs> Jody, what are your thoughts? Um, It's kind of just a whatever for me. He's just another Saints guy again. Um, He's not going to be calling plays. I think he's more of a yes man to Peyton. It's another guy that if if it comes down to who has the most votes, that's somebody that will have Peyton's back. And mm-hmm. I wanted to he he knows what Peyton likes. He's been was there like ten years with him. So I I don't really see any I don't see it really making that big of a difference because Peyton's still gonna run his 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 offense and till we see him change some things up, it's going to be the same thing. Fair enough. Um, I, I will say, say this as much as Peyton is surrounding himself with saints people, he's setting himself up for, for either uh, success or failure. I'll put it that way. Um, you know, if you're, if you want to say, Hey, these are all the guys that are going to, I need to surround myself with in order to be successful and you're handpicking them left and right, you better hit. Um, you're either going to have success or failure. Trevor, what were your thoughts on, on Pete Carmichael? Yeah. So I think this is the guy that honestly, if he would have been available last off season, I think we would have seen uh, Peyton bring him, him in as his OC. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much senior, you know, offensive assistant, what, what, what that exactly means for him, what mm. he's like, where he's going to be involved in this team in. Is he getting bumped up? Is he getting bumped up to OC? Is I mean, what what's who has the more to say? Is it Lombardi or is it you know Carmichael? We'll see. Again, Sean Payton's offense of the day. He'll have final say. It's just again another guy that they bring in from the Saints, and it's just we'll see. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's a bright offensive mind. There's a reason why the Saints let him go. So I just I don't know that. Uh, you know, is it, it's a great hire for Denver. I I, I don't. I, I just I think the Gregor hire is definitely more of a. I think intriguing higher than the Carmichael one, in my opinion, uh, just doesn't really do t- a ton. And please stop with the Taysom Hill come to Denver talk. Hopefully that doesn't start becoming a thing because <laughs> oh, this guy, this guy's got a $16 million dead cap hit. So how is Denver going to get him? I mean, uh, the saints already are in cap hill. So that I, I'm done with the whole Taysom Hill stuff. Is it not everybody <laughs> from Sean Payton's team is coming to Denver? He's, we, we've seen this around the league though, multiple different yeah. times where, these head coaches will bring in guys that are, they're familiar with. So not surprised. I mean, what I think we talked about it on, on one of our shows that as soon as Carmichael got released from, from the saints and they cut him, you know, from, from being their OC, he was a guy that we could see coming to, here to Denver. Just what yeah. his role will exactly be, will be interesting. I think down the line. Very good. Uh, I got to get back to this chat board. Pearl's coming in, got the comment up on the board saying, hi all. And hello, Pearl. Appreciate you coming in and being part of the show. Every single show, it seems like Pearl Pearl rarely misses of misses us, and if she does, she comes in and tells us why and apologizes and tells us she's going to watch us later. So we appreciate it very very much. Graham came in. I had him up on the screen for a, a while, saying, "Hey guys, Graham, we appreciate it so much." Kenny's coming in, Mister Kenny Kirkpatrick himself. He says, "The best there is, the best there was, and the best that ever will be." DBR, what's up, fellas? Looking forward to hearing from lance tonight that makes two of us we might have to delay lance i haven't heard back from him as of yet 
and uh, hoping that he was going to be here for the maybe the top of the show. So um, Kenny's coming in, just giving a nice little comment to uh, to Mr. Dutchie himself, saying, "Good stuff, Dutchie. Liked uh, liked your take on it." So Michael Ronquillo coming in, coming saying, coming in saying, "Good evening, Keith, Jody, Albert, and Trevor. Big orange and blue hearts. Big clapping it up." Appreciate you so much, Michael. You're you are the man. I've always in here, always supporting another guy that's always there. <laughs> yes, the Ronk is in the house. I love it, Michael. Uh, I've said that a few times. I wasn't sure if you liked the Ronk, so I kind of I kind of hit it. I put it away. Uh, but loving that you're loving it. You are the Ronk, in my opinion. So uh, Kenny's coming in here doing the right thing over on YouTube, typing in winner. That's winner, W-I-N-N-E-R. That's how you get entered for our giveaway. I got to get it out the door here pretty soon, and we're starting to stack up these names, guys. So I think it'll be happening here shortly. Again, we got a throwback 1998 John Elway starting lineup, figurine, 12 and a half inches, and then we got a nice little signed training camp memorabilia piece as well. He's saying, if I win, can I have a second drawing for one of you both for you your bronco fans keith oh no you don't get to you don't get to take my bronco fans instead no i'm just kidding um yes michael ronquillo is the goat um all right guys kind of got that out of the way um like i said was hoping that we could get lance in maybe he pops in if we do we're going to go right to lance guys we have some thoughts and questions and ideas that we're going to get from him as well uh lance is busy, busy man. And I don't, I, I, uh, yeah, you know, we respect his time and appreciate even the offer of coming up. So, um, Patrick Wilsey has a quick question and I'll, I'll throw it up here real quick. I just want, you got three options to say guys, trade up, trade down or stay put Trevor trade up, trade down, stay put your opinion. What would you do? trade down but depending on where the board's at very good trade down but depending on the board jody trade up trade down stay put how do you enter into the draft in your opinion oh i'm the same trade down unless unless rock bowers falls to you and i'll trade down fair enough Answer for uh, Mr. Patrick Wiltsey, Albert. Trade up, trade down, stay put. Just what uh, Jody said. If uh, Brock Bowers is there at uh, at 12, then pick him up there and otherwise trade down and get some extra picks. This is what I will say then along the same lines. I'll say trade up because, honestly, if any of these quarterbacks fall, just like if Brock Bowers happens to be there, you know, you guys want to stay put well if the right quarterback falls down the board this is one of the best best drafts as far as quarterbacks has been concerned that we've seen and we might see for a little while so maybe maybe we should just trade up or at least consider that thought so i know that we're not in that position but we gotta gotta think and uh, of course pearl's coming in here saying trade down Ernie Mays is saying trade down, but Kenny is saying trade up if someone slips the Denver love. So kind of along what I was saying as well. So um, appreciate that. Appreciate the the question. But guys, we I wish I had a drum roll uh, sound effect. We should be I should get that all queued up one of these days. Um, be perfect for right now. We're talking top ten list. 
for the Denver Broncos 2023-2024. That means that what we roughly had 53 guys on the roster. There were some guys that came on, some guys that came off, some guys that left the Broncos but were on the on the roster at one point. So about what well, we got like a 15 to 20 percent chance of making this list uh, about one in five guys will make this list that means if the four of us were sitting here and lance popped in only one of us would make it guys only one of us were worthy of making the top 10 broncos of 2023 2024 we're going to go number 10 to number one let's start off with mr albert mile high dutchy albert Let's let's start off with your number 10 overall Bronco in the 2023-2024 season. Who do you got for us, buddy? Marvin Mims. Our special teamer. Uh, yeah, he did excellent. He is the number one returner. And so, yeah, he, he earned uh, to be in, in my top 10. Very nice, man. Very nice. Had a fantastic... Um, year for the Denver Broncos, a guy that we traded up for, certainly paid dividends in multiple ways. Number 10, Marvin Mims. And guess what? Right there with you, buddy. Ernie Mays coming in with Marvin Mims as his number 10 as well. So um, get, get one more in since we have it right here. Number 10 for Mr. Kenny Kirkpatrick is McLaughlin, undrafted rookie excellent story can improve in 2024 let's head on down to the judge man always love the love the judge's list he'll hit this microphone on he's going to give us number 10. i had marvin mims too um not so much what he did on offense but i mean a pro bowler special teams you know over 700 return yards um i thought he did pretty well there hopefully he can take a step this year on learning the route tree better, running the routes, and become become a top three wide receiver for the Broncos. Very good, very good. Look at the – how can you not love a person like Pearl? I, I agree, by the way, guys. Two two votes, three if we talk about Ernie Mays coming in here with Marvin Mims already at number 10. So had a fantastic, fantastic year. I will say, not to, not to start giving away hints or anything like that, is on my list – but you won't hear him at number 10 from me. So a uh, little bit, obviously a little bit further up the list, but Pearl's coming in and saying, problem, you four are in my top five. Wow. Thank you, Pearl. Appreciate it, man. Uh, making me blush and I could use a little color here, but that being said, Trevor, who do you have at number 10? Yeah, um, I agree with you, Keith. Uh, I have names on my list, but a little higher. Um, Will Lutz is my number 10, 88% field goal kicker this year. Um, you know, vastly improved from what we had with McManus. Uh, you know, I think that you can argue, yeah, he'd be a little higher. But thing is, I mean, some of these other players are a little bit more because they play more than obviously a kicker. But Will Lutz, I mean, he's a guy that just was, was steady, uh, not early on, but more towards middle of the season and towards the end. He, he really was solid for them. Um, you know, so I, I give me give me Will Lutz at 10. Very good. Kenny stealing my line. Oh, by the way, Michael Ronquillo is also saying Mims is number ten. But uh, Kenny, Kenny, always the sweet talker. I should have had him writing my in my uh, responses because Pearl is number one in my book, is what Kenny says. But goodness gracious, I should have had that line. Dang it! All right, guys, my I, number I, ten. 
my number one is Michelle. Oh, oh yeah. Woo. Better watch it. Yeah, you're right. I have a I have a different number one as well. Number one, as far as I, again being part of that uh, that uh, Roundup royalty, Pearl's right up there, man. Roundup royalty. Yep. Um, my number ten guys. It's a guy I've been pounding the table for. It's a guy that I'm hoping that we find way to re-sign. It's one of the few bright spots I think that we can talk about on the offensive line. A guy that came in with a lot of question marks and played quite well. I'm going to put Lloyd Cushenberry at number 10. A center that now looks like he's going to get a, a big payday. Uh, was PFF um, ninth best. Um, he was the second best, second best pass blocker as well. Um, only one sack and five penalties on the year. That, one sack allowed. So that being said, guys, I, I'm going to pound the table. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry makes my top 10. Um, I, I saw. I, I got I to say, I got to. I got to look from Albert. Albert, you, I, I'm taking Louis Cushenberry. Didn't make your top ten list. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind we are on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify for uh, for everybody out there. Um, I guess I'll translate. That was a big head shake from uh, Mile High Albert, Mile High Dutchy in a no fashion a big no fashion so didn't make his list for sure but uh I, I, you know hey guys when you're talking about a guy that we not might not be able to resign because he's going to go out there and get paid a big contract and at the very beginning of the year we were all saying really we're going to rely on this guy to be our center for me i think that's somewhat worthy and that's why i have him there so um let's go back around the other way trevor who do you have at number nine yeah, so this might surprise some people, but I have Patrick Sertan at nine. Um, you know, again, he just – if you look at the numbers, he's just down this year. You know, when it comes to – you look at some analytics, receiving yards allowed on completion, 660. year before it was 468. Um, you know, yards after catching completions, 177. That's the highest of his career. Uh, missed tackles, yes, eight. You know, uh, he just – these numbers this year, you know, his uh, completion – Completion percentage against him, uh, 59%. That's the largest of, of his uh, young career in Denver. So, again, and, and PFF didn't grade him too, too highly as well. Like 69 is what they had him in the overall grade. So, he mm. wasn't graded really high. He just – one of his down years. I, again, that's I still love Patrick Sertan. I think he's still a generational corner. I just think he had a down year this year. And, and he's not that Denver, Denver's problem. And, and some, of, some of the ways he might be – he might not be the problem. It's just – his numbers suggest different for me this season anyways. Um, that doesn't mean that that's, that's uh, you know, that he's a, he's a huge issue for the team. Again, I still love Pastor Tan, and I still would not trade him for, for a quarterback, um, you know, in the draft. So Pastor Tan at number nine, for me, honestly, with everything else going on, he almost didn't make my list. <laughs> it's very good. Wow. Wow. Blistering, blistering. We might have to... We had to throw this back out here and, um, you know, get this recorded, play this back a little bit later. And, uh, uh, hey, maybe PS2 and everybody else uh, calls you out, like another guy that I know. Um, Michelle Knopper is coming in and saying, oh, Dutchie, love you and the rest of you guys uh, rock. And uh, with a big heart in there as well. So appreciate it so much. Lo love the love that you guys have albert man maybe we'll end up hitting you you next kenny's coming in 
saying number nine is Cushionberry for me, Keith. So once again, I, mean, I, I felt I felt I might be reaching, but I don't feel I don't feel so bad. Kenny's coming in, making me feel good about this. Um, <laughs> Cram's coming in with the shocked emoji coming in here and saying eight players better than Sertan. Whoa, that's what I said. Might be the take of the night. Had to see. Um, Michael Ronquillo's coming in saying PS2 is my number nine as well. So, man, this is going to be an up and down list. Albert, who do you have? At number nine. I have the other side, Fabian Moreau. Oh, nice. At, at certain points, he was excellent. Did he have some bad bad uh, calls? Yeah. But so did Patrick Sutan. I have Patrick Sutan on my list, but a little bit higher. Um, but the reason for this is that Patrick Sutan cannot do it by himself. And I think Fabian Moreau uh, was on pretty decent... Um, yeah, opposite from him, and that's why he's on my list. Very good, very good. Number nine, Fabian Moreau, a guy that came in with honestly fairly low expectations. It wasn't the guy that we expected to come in and really lock down the other side on the uh, as far as PS2 is concerned. And boy, w- were we wrong? He came in and he he solidified for the majority of the year for the Denver Broncos. I like it, man. I like your choice at number nine, Jody. Let's round out number nine, I guess. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get number nine in. Cause I always forget about myself, Jody. Who do you have at number nine, sir? Um, I had Garrett Bowles. I thought, um, you can, I mean, the penalties were down. Um, uh, sacks were way down. Um, is he a top five left tackle in the NFL? Probably not, but he is a solid, probably top 10. And for all the people that just clamor to move on from him, um, remember what we had before Garibalds. It was not good. Um, we were moving right tackles over there. Um, and he's been consistent there. I liked what I've seen this year from him. Um, if it were me, I would try to extend him, save on the cap, and – that's a position that we don't need to worry about in the draft. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Another guy, I'll give my little hint out there. Feel free if you guys ever hear a name that you want to give a hint on, but also a guy on my list. Not going to make it at number nine, but a guy on my list. So um, <laughs> Graham's wondering what the heck happened with McMillan. <laughs> um yeah, kind of, kind of fell off a little bit. Obviously, uh, Pearl's coming in and saying, "I agree." Garrett Bowles at number nine, um, and Kenny's wondering if you could recap who you had at number nine, Trevor. Yeah, I passed her ten at number nine, Kenny. And uh, again, it's, it's a lot. A lot of people are going to be against that, but if you look at the numbers, man, he's he still elite level. I just again, and I agree with Pearl on this one. VJ probably didn't use him the best, and also he doesn't have probably the players around him that needs to be successful. AKA why Denver should maybe take a quarterback, maybe round one. I mean, hey, hey Rocket Man, it's okay. You don't have to continue to justify. You just ask the question. If you look for the shock emojis from Graham a little up ahead in the comments, man, he'd, he'd see where you had Pat Sertan. We get it. We get it. It's all good. <laughs> um, I guess the shocked emojis can continue. Um, at number nine, again, making. The top, you know, the top 20, 15, 20% of this overall roster 
I have Mr. Russell Wilson himself. 66.4% for completions, 3,070 yards, um, 26 TDs, 8 interceptions, 7 and 8 as a starter, uh, 6.9 yard average, um, yard average on his throws. Um, yeah, uh, you hope that your, uh, your quarterback ranks a little bit higher on your list. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's worthy of making it within the top 10, um, has room to improve. Um, but is also, you know, very good, very good. And is capable when he goes out there. So Russell Wilson is who I have at number nine. All right. <laughs> so, okay, there it is. That's what I was looking for. Graham shocked emojis. Uh, Kenny's coming in though and saying, Keith, you and I are thinking alike. Russ is at number eight for him. So little teaser right into number eight. Number eight, let's start off. Jody, who do you have at number eight on your list? Uh, I have PS2 at number eight. And uh, basically all the things uh, Trevor said um, was just a down year for me. Um, can anyone on this panel name one big play that he made this year? Um, I can't, um, but I can name big plays. Patriots game that he gave up big plays, you know, when we needed him. Um, I don't expect perfect, but I mean, you're supposed to be, if not a top three, the best corner in the league. And just was a little down year. I don't know if that has something to do with VJ or what was playing opposite of him. Um, I didn't, Monroe was okay, but I think that's a position that you got to upgrade. I just think it was just, an okay season fair enough fair enough uh you know obviously ps2 is on my list i guess i could give that hint away as well but um i have them ranked higher i have them definitely ranked higher so um pearl doesn't ps2 at number eight for her so let's get to albert's number eight and we'll head on down to trevor next i have uh javonte williams on eight even although it was not a super season he did he did try his uh, utmost best, and I'm not always sure if they used him to um, to what he's capable of. And, of course, he's coming back from an... They Dutchy froze. Oh, no, it's a Dutchy. I, I just assumed it was going to be me. Um so Pookie at number oh there we go he I think he's back all right Pookie at number eight you were just in the middle of kind of justifying your or not justifying speaking about why you have Javante Pookie at number you're in number eight spot bud yeah my internet uh, said eh, not right now uh, yeah <laughs> right now. the re- the reason that I have him on the list is because he plays with heart uh, he wants to do whatever he can and he he always gives at least mentally. At least 110 percent. You might not be able to do it physically, but I, he's one of my one of my favorites. Fair enough. Number eight, Javante. A um, couple of names that you guys have put on your list, or or uh, have put on your list already, that uh, were close for me. Javante is one I definitely thought about for a little bit as well, uh, but just didn't quite make my list. Uh, Jody, number eight. Who do you have, buddy? Jody, 
Are we on eight or seven? I'm on number eight. Did you did you already give me your number eight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, my, I'm losing. I'm losing track of my number eight. So if you've already done your number eight, Trevor, did you do your number eight? No, I have. Okay. I have yet to go. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Hit me with number eight. I got to get number eight in, and then we'll move to number seven. I'll go Marvin Mims at eight. Um, again, I think he was just very good in the special teams area. You know, he he's a dangerous kick return that we have not had in a long time. Again, since probably Trenton Holiday, but just with his mm-hmm. speed and just the way he can separate, I, teams have to play to that and they have to they have to pay attention to that type of stuff. Denver hasn't had that an actual guy who could catch punts and kicks, and not fumble, um, and so has the speed that he has. And he just again needs to get better when it comes to uh, running his routes and stuff like that. And again, that's on Sean Pay for getting him involved in the offense more. You expect more out of your second round, what wide receiver and trading up for him. So, um, you know, but give me Marvin Mims eight. Number eight, Marvin Mims. Um, Jody, who who did you have at number eight? Now I'm like losing track. I just want to make sure we're all on, on, online. Uh, PS2. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, man. PS2, number eight. Trevor was in good agreement. Felt like felt good about uh, his number nine PS2 selection after you came in at number eight. So um, felt like he was justified. So um, my number eight, I have Cortland Sutton, 772 yards, 10 TDs, um, 65.6 catch percentage. Um, Just honestly what made the offense go especially in the receiving game one of the guys that that russ was able to rely on and you know it whether you look at the amount of touchdowns 10 tds compared to the 26 that russ um threw or you look at the 772 yards that he put up um on the you know just over three thousand, he was a huge huge crucial crucial piece of this denver broncos offense last year and came up and stepped up big so number eight i have Cortland sutton um we're heading on to number seven unless anybody has anything to talk about here doesn't look like it (laughs) all right um kenny's coming in saying um shock of every shock emoji i can find i think this was again on the pstu maybe it's on the Cortland sutton i'm not sure um graham saying don't forget those toe taps yeah i mean he was doing amazing things amazing things and he's well deserving in my opinion of this list so on to number seven let's head, head down to trevor we'll go around we'll go trevor we'll go jody we'll go albert i'll try to keep it in line as i go last on number seven trevor who do you have yeah, I got Russell Wilson at seven. I, again, I kind of struggle with this because, again, that just there's just some things I like about Russell Wilson, and there's some stuff that doesn't. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of what it is. You know, it's it's tough because I think he's ultimately moved on from. But I don't think it's a lot of stuff that happened. But he did hold the ball too long. You know, and his off made his offensive line look kind of look a little bad at times. Uh, he had no running game, so I can't blame Russ. But I think overall. You know, QBR was in twenties. Everything you know, analytic wise, he was in the twenties with. So not horrible, but not obviously lived up to the contract that he signed. So uh, Russell Russell Wilson at seven, but originally I didn't have him even on the list. There you go. There you go. Russell Wilson comes in number seven for Trevor. Um, just as a recap, I had him at number nine. We have yet to see if Jody or Albert. Maybe they he didn't make the list. Maybe he did. We'll find out here in a little bit. Number seven. For Kenny Kirkpatrick was Mr. Mims. Uh, he says, for me, all pro, first year, also made a few plays at wide receiver. 
Michael Ronquillo's coming in saying Josie Jewell is who gets his number seven uh, pick. And Pearl's coming in with Lloyd Christianberry. So over to the judge himself. Where does the judge have at number seven? Make sure we're mic'd up too. I just sorry, I lost my word. Um sorry. Number it's seven right. had uh PJ Lock. Mm. I thought PJ Lock played well this year at safety. Um was kind of put in a difficult position with all the BS drama from Kareem Jackson. Um I think that's a spot that's solidified next year. I think you're pretty set at safety next year. Look, look for him to continue to grow. Um, I can't can't complain about and was able to come back from a couple injuries, you know, that we didn't expect him to play and played the next week. Um, fought through everything and thought he just had a good season. Very good, man. I, I think that's a, a very, very, very worthy selection. A guy that, you know, I contemplated for quite some time. So um Head on over to Albert or head up to Albert. That's uh, if mm-hmm. we're going uh, visually on the screen. Uh, before we do, Michael Ronquillo just chiming in saying Russell Wilson did not make his top 10, um, just uh, for reference. So, uh, Albert, where are you at at uh, number seven? At number seven, I have the Josie Outlaw Jewel. And now he was, in my opinion, he was a big, big. Uh, Exclamation point there on on the secondary. He was the general of of that secondary. When he was on the field, they they were better, and that's my opinion. And yeah, although if they say yeah, he was not really a gap blocker against the run. Yeah, if your uh, defensive line is is opening up the gaps, then Jewel and Singleton cannot do it all. So in my opinion, yeah, after Josie. Uh, on number seven, the outlaw. Uh, you and Michael Ronquillo slating them both in, uh, both of you slating him in at number seven. Um, I got to go back to the judge really quick. Uh, judge, looks like you're all mic'd up, ready to go. Uh, Graham saying, asking a question since you had Locke at number seven. Will it be Locke's job, or do you think Stearns can compete for it? What are your th- What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think Stearns can compete for it, but I think Locke goes in as a starter. And if he continues to play like he did, he's your starter. He's uh, proved it on the field. He stays healthy, something Caden Stern hasn't done the last two years. I don't even know what we're going to get from Stearns. He, I mean, basically missed the last two seasons. Mm. It's just like with Tim Patrick. How do we know what we're going to see from these guys after basically missing two full seasons? Good, good, a good, uh, good analysis. Um, good analogy, I think, as well, using Tim Patrick. That's the judge. <laughs> Had to throw that up there real quick. Um, um, number seven. Oh, number seven. I guess it's around to me. Um, I'll say this uh, from here on out, every single one of my, my selections have something in common. So at number seven, they played well, for the Broncos. Besides, they played for the Broncos in the 2023-2024 season. Yeah. I'm going to get you a drum set just for when Albert uh, comes in, man. That'd be awesome, man. Just a little, even if it was like a Fisher Price uh, drum set, man. Get it all set up. For it. So, uh, number seven, uh, I have the number one ranked 
guy at his position. And that's going to be fullback Michael Burton. Michael Burton went out there and earned that role and quite honestly played fantastic throughout this year, picked up blitzes. You never heard, I never once heard a missed block by Michael Burton. Um, He ended up catching a two point conversion. Um, I think he was dynamic. He held off a Nate Atkins that was a a darling in training camp um, the entire year um, for for that fullback position. Um, For me, number one ranked at his position, fullback Michael Burton is who I have at number seven. Um, Number six, let's just uh, wrap it back around the other way. Let's head on over to uh, Mr. Albert Mile High Dutchie. Who do you have, Albert, at number six? Yeah, Mr. Interception, Justin Simmons. I have at number six. Uh, was he was he the best safety? No, but he was very, very, very good. And, yeah, I really liked what he did this year. He had some hiccups, but, yeah. And overall, yeah, I, I think he deserves to be number six. Very good. Um, <laughs> I, I agree, man. I, I think that he he's very deserving. Um Got to look at his not only his career, but um, what he did and how he solidified that back end. Uh, Graham's coming in with a funny little comment saying fullbacks are people too. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah, figured he needed a little bit of love. Um, a quick question. Um, I'll hit since we're on Albert and we can go all the way around the horn. Albert, do you have Zach Allen on your list? No, I do not. All right. That's coming in from Michael Ronquillo. Jody, do you have Zach Allen on your list? No, but he, he he was on it about four or five times. Very good. And Trevor, Zach Allen, on your list? Absolutely. Right in here, right now, number six. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I gave it away, man. I gave no. it away. Um, no, all good. All good. Um, no. Do you I'm have good. him seriously here at number yeah, six? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Six. Yeah, he's seen for me – Again, he's a he's a, a, a average to above average defensive lineman. This is a guy that you need. He needs help. I mean, he needs help on that defensive line. Jonathan Harris and DJ Jones are not it. Um, he's the only guy that can actually create some sort of pass rush and stop mm. the run. Um, and so he's a he's an upgrade over DJ uh, Draymond Jones. Sorry, um, you know, thirty eight solo tackles, eleventh in the NFL, seventeenth in assists, that's eleventh in the NFL sacks. He has sevens, twelfth in the NFL, and forced fumbles. That's tied for seventh in the NFL. So this guy just he's He's definitely an upgrade over Draymond Jones, and um, you know you just you have to get him some help. You know he's he can't be the lone wolf out there, and he for me again he was a guy that I was really harsh on at the beginning of the year. Yeah. If you go back to watch some of these podcasts of ours, you know it's I was hard on Zach Allen, but he really stepped it up and improved. And uh, you know credit to, to VJ for giving a recommendation to you know uh, for the Broncos to go after Zach Allen because uh, he he really he stepped up and he was an upgrade over Draymond. Very good, man. Um, my quick answer, um, certainly I, I was going to give you the floor once I actually stole your thunder, so I appreciate it, Trevor, but I do not have Zach Allen on my list. I'll be honest, after Trevor's discussion, I might want to take a second look. Um, Jody, who do you have at number six? Uh, Jonathan Cooper. I thought he was uh, just reliable and steady there all year. Um, probably their second best pass rusher. Um, where he came from, where he was drafted to what he's done this year, um, stepping in for Browning at the beginning of the season. Um, 
plays the run really well. Um, just look for improvement next year. I think he was just a solid player on the defense. Fair enough, man. Um, Cooper, one of those those guys that, in my opinion, there was a lot of pass rushers that stepped up for the Denver Broncos this year that, you know, honestly went above the expectations of what I had coming in. Um, Jonathan Cooper was one of those guys. Don't blame you for putting him um, here on the list. Um, fantastic season, Jonathan Cooper. I, um, another guy may I, I need to take another look at though um as he did also did not make my list so um here we sit at number six for me then i guess because since we've kind of made it crisscross around the horn um that being said oh uh, let me get some number sixes in here as well um for or some uh comments in here for number six for number six kenny kirkpatrick has javante williams coming off of the severity of his injury and played hard and well all year I wanted to rank him higher, but I think six is fair. Very good. A guy that that uh, Albert was high on in this list and already ranked in there. Uh, for Pearl, number six is Mr. Cortland Sutton. And right in line, Michael Ronquillo and me, I have Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton, once again, one of the leading tacklers, not only for the Denver Broncos, but in the league. A uh, total of solo tackles of 106, outdoing himself from the year a year ago when he had 101. Um, was that guy that could be the coverage linebacker as well as assist in those holes that every running back was running through on our f- defensive front? Um, Alex Singleton is the guy that I think um, is the most complete. I understand Josie Jewell maybe has a little bit more mind. So if Alex Singleton is ever asked to come in and, and wear the he- the green dot, as they said, it'll be interesting to see if he can make that transition. But for what he did on the field and what he continues to do, here's a guy that they had very low expectations and has been playing, playing amazing, in my opinion. So for me, I have Alex Singleton at number six. Um, let's start off with Trevor. Um, hit the number five. Um, keep going around. Or you know what? I, I could take a we could take a quick break. By the way, guys, doesn't look like Lance is going to make it. Haven't seen him as of yet, so uh, we might have to reschedule Lance. I'm sure he'll be up for it. Uh, we have some great questions for him. We've had him on the Denver Bronco Roundup before. It's been too long. We wanted to get him back on here, so um, I want to go ahead and uh, hopefully, hopefully everything is well with Lance. So. Um, Sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. Guys, um, while we take this little break in the middle, just wanted to remind you that the Denver Bronco Roundup is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Rocky Mountain Sports Network is your spot for all your Colorado sports. So whether it be the Broncos, whether it be the Rockies, whether it be your Nuggets, whether it be your Avalanche, that is the place to go. Rocky Mountain SN is the website, guys. If you haven't been there, check them out, RockyMountainSN.com. That's RockyMountainSN.com. They're also available on Facebook, YouTube, X, you name it, guys. Um, of course, a lot of you guys hopefully are are joining us through the Rocky Mountain Sports Network page, whether it be YouTube or Facebook currently as we go live. So thank you guys very much, Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Check them out today, guys. But, all right, let's just hit the top five. Um, man, 
Uh, it seems like we're already flying through this, guys. So let's start off with Trevor. Number five, we're, we're it's starting to get into the, the nitty-gritty now. Who do you have as the, one of your, your top five Bronco for the 23-24 season? Yeah, it's uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, he's a guy that I think just really talk about a comeback player. You know, he was he just been he's been really solid this year. I think in, in many different ways, and <clears throat> I think a guy that Denver's gonna def, definitely gonna miss, and um, I don't think is unlikely to come back. You know, of all the free agents that Denver has this offseason, and um, <laughs> it's okay, Keith. I have a center and a, a resolution of the draft that we. I don't know. I mean, possibly look at, <laughs> but okay. No, uh, All Lloyd, right. Another podcast, another show. Appreciate yeah, it. Man. Exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But Lloyd Cushenberry for me, you know, I think he stepped up in a contract year, you know, is it a fluke year? That'll be a question. I think for other teams of free agency when they go after him, you know, is, is it, was this a, just a fluke year because he wasn't under, you know, under, uh, you know, in past years, he was a guy that was below average in a lot of different areas. And so mm. um, this year being average to above average, is, I think is really, uh, you know, really nice to see for Lloyd Cushenberry. And again, hopefully he gets paid because he deserves it. He's been solid for Denver this year. Very good, man. Lloyd Cushenberry, a guy that made my list. Um, one that uh, I don't think Albert was very high on. So we're mm-hmm. not probably going to see him at number five. But we're going to head to Jody first. Jody, who do you have at your number five? Uh, Justin Simmons. Um, he's still a top, in my opinion, probably top three to five safety in the league. Um the game that really sticks out to me is that Viking game right at the very, you know, that very last series, like three big time hits on TJ Hawkins and breaking passes up. Um, he's been a pro. Hopefully we can turn it around and he can get a winning, you know, taste the playoffs with the Broncos before Denver moves on from him. Isn't that amazing? That's still just amazing to me that Justin Simmons has never been in the playoffs for the Broncos just blows my mind, man. It seems like he was part of that 50 team for some reason, but a um, couple of the number fives coming in before we head on up to Albert mile high Dutchie uh, for Kenny Kirkpatrick, Will Lutz, reliable, did his job. Easy five for me uh, for Michael Ronquillo. Another name that was already come up, Mr. PJ Locke. So, and uh, Hey, got to give it up um, to uh, Graham. Appreciate this. Love feedback. Love to know what you guys are loving and what you guys like. He's saying really loving these rankings podcasts. So appreciate it, man. You love it enough. Other people love it. We'll keep them coming. We'll figure out some more for you guys. So um, number five, what do you have, Mr. Dutchie? I agree with uh, Pearl. I have the tackling machine, Singleton, Alex Singleton. And I'm really surprised that he has not been Selected for uh, for the Pro Bowl yet? Uh, that is that is something mind blowing. I think he is the number one or number two tackling machine, most tackles in the NFL, and did not even get nominated for it. Hmm. And I I think that is a little bit uh, to be shamed for the entire NFL because he deserves to be in there. Very good, man. I, you know, obviously I had him at number six. You and Pearl have him at number five. We all have. Very, very high regard, obviously, for Mr. Alex Singleton. So, um, and have him ranked right about the same spot. Uh, my number five, a guy that's already been talked about. Um, I think it was Jody that actually already brought this name up, and that's going to be Mr. Garrett Bowles. Um, here's a guy that, hey, we came in, uh, we weren't sure who he was. He was racked with penalties. Um, he, he had looked good, he had looked bad, but as as uh, Jody pointed out, 
and I believe through signaling, Mile High Dutchie, number six um, left tackle, uh, ranked left tackle in the league. Um, the revolving door of guys that we've had at that position, and I think what we saw from uh, Garrett Bowles, absolutely, man, absolutely think is deserving. That's a tough position not only to hold but be good at, um, and I think we have a great one right now. Once again, a guy that at the very beginning of the years, the beginning of the year, we were talking, hey, do we just go ahead and move on from him? Now it's a guy that we're going to try to find a way to bring back and make sure he's part of this Denver Broncos roster because of the play in 23-24. So number five, I have Mr. Garrett Bowles. Um, we're already top four now, guys. It's getting it's getting down to the nitty-nitty gritty. Um, I want to get into uh, – did I see one pop up? Oh, Ernie Mays, Garrett Bowles, five. Sounds good. <laughs> so appreciate it, Ernie. Um, let's go ahead and let's uh, kick off number four with Albert, and we'll bring it all the way back around. Sorry, Trevor, you're waiting. I have at number four, Garrett Bowles. Yeah, he is the he is the number number six uh, left tackle in in the league. Uh, he has. Like you said, he hits his ups and downs uh, from uh, Garrett uh, Holdem to no holes. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's doing really well. And if you talk about a player, a player playing, with, uh, playing with passion, Garrett Bowles is one of the most passionate yeah. football players I have seen. And that uh, he uh, go every game he goes in with heart. And how often has he been injured? Last year he broke his leg. How how disappointed was he because of that? And he comes with back with full revenge. And yeah, tip absolutely. To T- yeah, tip of the cap to the guy, man. Came all the way back, like you said, that broken leg. Didn't skip a beat. Came in ready at training camp, ready from the very get. Uh, played well. Obviously, we were in close agreement. I had him at number five. You have a number four. But we need to know what the judge has or who the judge has at number four. Um, I, I got to say this. I got two votes already coming in, judge. Uh, one for Pearl coming in for Simmons. Have one from Kenny Kirkpatrick. Simmons, same re- reasons as the panel, he says. I also got kind of a surprise one, in my opinion, a, a name that uh, was brought up already. But Jaquan McMillan uh, coming in for number four. For Michael Ronquillo. Judge, who do you have at number four? Um, I have Cortland Sutton, um, your best playmaker uh, at wide receiver, really the only wide receiver that produced this year, really the only pass catcher, in my opinion, that produced 10 touchdowns, um, multiple games with incredible catches, um, not, not blistering on the yards, but you know, you can really take away – he missed one game. You take away a game with Jared Stidham at quarterback. Um, I just thought he had a great year with uh, Russ, and hopefully we get to see them work on year two. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to continue to see what they're able to put together just based on what he was able to do. Already on my list, already named – you put out a, exactly, a, a great synopsis of what he meant to this offense and how big he was. Uh, don't have any problem with you putting Cortland Sutton at number four. So um, head on over to uh, Mr. Trevor Salzman, number four. What, who you got, buddy? 
Yeah, I have Baron Browning. Um, again, I wouldn't say the guy mm-hmm. that I would like to see more of, but um, and he needs to stay healthy a full season. But um, this is a guy I think when he's on the field, he's a uh, he, he's a difference maker for this team. Uh, ten pressures on the season. I mean, he played in ten games, so every game he was constantly he's putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, he's uh, you know yards against him. You know, he was he very little. I mean, seventeen. I mean, that's a, a littlest in his you know throughout his whole career. Um, you know, he's not only just a, a guy who can get to the quarterback, but a guy who can also just cover. I mean, he's great in coverage as well. So that's it's something that kind of reminds me like a, of a Dallas Turner that we're coming up in the draft that we'll talk about on later show. You know, Baron Browning kind of reminds me of that kind of that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He can get to the quarterback, but also can drop back in coverage and and cover a good tidbit. And again, just the biggest question with him would be uh, health. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Both of you guys, a couple of you guys now have named um, guys that I just felt, you know, as a group, fantastic. You talk, When you start talking about your Jonathan Coopers, you start talking about your Baron Brownings, you start talking about your Nick Benitos, you start talking about these guys. And I felt like as a group, they did great. As a group, they were all in consideration for my top 10. As a group, I'll be honest, they all fell short. So if you're looking for a Nick Benito in my top four, you're not going to find him. Uh, number four for me, I'm going to go with Quinn Miners, man. Talk about a guy who absolutely anchored a, a a group, which was the offensive line. Here's a guy that shouldn't have to, um, certainly isn't the highest paid, certainly isn't the veteran, uh, but certainly goes out there. And Albert was talking about the, the passion that uh, Garrett Bowles goes out there and plays for. I don't know if there's a guy going out there and playing with more heart, more grit, and quite honestly, having more fun doing it than Quinn Miners, man. Truly love that guy. Is a core piece of this team moving forward. Number four for me, got to give it up for Mr. Quinn Miners. So that being said, back around the horn. Let's start off with Trevor. You don't have to wait this time. Number three, Trevor, who you got, buddy? Yeah, I have Cortland Sutton on my list at three. Um, I'm probably higher than a lot of people are on Cortland Sutton. You're just – uh, what he was able to do this year, I mean, he just six drops all season long and a guy that doesn't, you know, a capable wide receiver for for Russell Wilson and whatever quarterback Denver brings in going forward. I think it's the guy would have would have uh, was on pace for a thousand yards. I really thought he was going to be there this year, um, but stayed healthy. Uh, you know, his catching percentage was 65 percent. I mean, he just was, I think, just really reliable. You know, what really your number one wide receiver. And I mean, and. Obviously, in other years, you'd rather have him be probably number two. I don't know if he's number one going forward, um, but I, I think that he did a great job this year. Really fit in with Russell Wilson, that connection from the beginning, which was great and on point. It's something that Russ can never get with Marvin Mims or Jerry Judy, but he could with Cortland Sutton, just that combination, that pairing. So much so the teams had to double team him uh, a lot of times and make other guys be more involved in this offense. So uh, Cortland Sutton for me here at, at number three. Yeah, top three, we're talking about big-time guys, and Cortland Sutton was that big-time guy. Like you said, if there was chemistry, if we could see it anywhere and just easily see it, it was between Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson uh, as they passed the ball around or played catch out on the football field. I guess they weren't passing it back and forth. That would be a little weird. Uh, Jody Moncrief, Jody coming in here uh, with his number three. Uh, by the way, just a couple really quick. Kenny's coming in here saying he was on the same page with my number four on Quinn Miners, but he has him at number three. Uh, second vote, again, for Jaquan McMillan, either that or Pearl's coming in for Brandon McManus, one of the two. Um, but uh, I believe that's going to be Jaquan McMillan. And uh, 
for uh, Michael Ronquillo. It's one Justin Simmons. Um, who do you have at number three, Judge? Um, I have Nick Benito. I thought he was Denver's best pass rusher this year. Um, no reason next year he doesn't have double digits if he stays healthy. Um, that was probably my only knock was that when it, nothing his fault, but the injury right at the end of the season kind of derailed things. But I think going forward, he has a good chance next year of starting alongside Baron Browning and, you know, wrecking havoc. Uh, people are down on Denver's pass rush a little bit, but I think it's one of their better positions on this team. I and, agree. And I think by, there's no reason that he shouldn't have double digits next year. I like the projection, buddy. I like the projection. I want to see I want to see these guys go up, and I, th- I think you're right. It's probably one of the best groups that we have in whole. Like I said, it was one of the reasons I, I, I had consideration for all of them because I think it's a fantastic group. It'll be whether we can keep them all together and for how long. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, but love to see 12 sacks from a Nick Benito or, or double-digit sacks you know, from a Nick Benito in the next year. Mile High Dutchy, we're talking about top three. We're talking getting down to the nitty-gritty. Who do you have at number three, sir? I don't have an Xbox, but I have a PlayStation 2. PS2. There you I have, go. I have uh, I have a PS2 here as as, as my number three. Uh, the reason for that, yeah, did he have arrows? Was he as good as last year? Maybe not. But here's also the case. Uh, whenever the, the, the people were lining up, a lot of the times on the opposite side of PS2, we had two uh, corners or safety corner uh watching the guy and ps2 oftentimes was by himself and after after some because a lot of the mistakes from ps2 would come in the second half getting tired because you keep running with those uh wide receivers but that's why i do not blame him for some of the errors so ps2 yeah definitely for me in a tough three there you go buddy there you go um coming in in the words of uh the great lee corso great pick um and uh saying that was funny dutchy from ernie may so um jody uh or i guess it's me i guess i gotta get my number three out because then we're on the top uh top two uh denver broncos 23 24 and then we'll be wrapping up to to probably get out of here guys we're we go a little bit over on these uh top 10 shows it's always so difficult so um Number three for me, all pro selection, pro bowl selection, did it as a rookie, was a fantastic returner, and I think has the potential to be one of the better receivers for the Denver Broncos moving forward. No, none other than Mr. Marvin Mims himself. Uh, Gotta love what he did. Put up the best numbers since Eddie Royal in the return game. Remember that, guys? Mr. Eddie Royal. Uh, that's how far we date back. And so, man, um, Marvin Mims, I'm excited for what he's done doing. I'm excited uh, for what's in front of him. And like I said, what, for me, anytime you get an all-pro selection, guys, that, that, that means something right there. Those are truly your peers uh, voting for you. So all-pro for me, um, Marvin Mims at number three. So uh, number two, let's start off with Dutchie, bring it back around. You guys know the drill. What do we got, buddy? 
I think I will get in dangerous territory. I have Russell Wilson as my uh, number two. Um, yeah, even although Cortland Sutton was very good, but he couldn't have done it without Russell Wilson. And that's the reason why Russell Wilson, I think he played maybe not his best. And that was that he was holding on to the ball. We knew that was going to happen. He has done it his entire career. Mm. But yeah, I think if he had the, the times that, that they were playing a system that he was really used to, he was playing lights out in my opinion. And some of those uh, wins that we had was because of Russell Wilson, because he pulled it out of the head. And I think that's why I have him as number two. Very good, man. Both on my list at top 10, uh, top 10 list and your list at top uh, top 10 list, just on the opposite ends, me at nine, you at two. So no disrespect, but certainly uh, on, on opposite ends, as far as our overall top 10 Um, love that we love that we have different perspectives and we've seen them fly through the comments all night long, man. I've been holding off on Michael Ronquillo. I know he's been dropping his number two his number one. Uh, for a while there, Michael, I'll get to that. I want to get to, I like this one over on YouTube, Uno Dose 10 or Uno Dose X. Not sure which one it is, but Uno Dose X, I will say. Uh, Mims will have three more returns next season. Um, by the way, this is a great reminder since we're over on YouTube, Uno Dose. Uno Dose, type in winner, get entered to get for our giveaway. And for anybody else that's over there on YouTube, Go ahead, drop it in, and um, get entered to win. We have a, a 98 starting lineup, 12-and-a-half-inch John Elway that we're giving away, sealed package, as well as a little bit of trainer camp memorabilia that will be packaged in there as well. Uh, number two um, for Pearl was Mims. Number two for Michael Ronquillo was Browning, not too far off from where the judge had Browning as well. So great transition. Jody. Who do you have at number two, sir? Um, I have Quinn Myers. I think he's a top three right guard in the NFL. Um, he was graded the number one pass blocker in the NFL. Um, there's not much that I don't like about him. Um, he's a road grader in the block game game. Physical. You watch many plays where he just picks guys up and just throws them to the ground. Um and going forward, this is a your core piece to this offensive line. Um, I wouldn't trade him for nothing. I think going forward, he should have all pro and pro bowl written all over him. There you go, man. Uh, like I said, a guy that I was high, high up on my list. I apologize for the day, delay. I was seeing all our friends coming in with all these winners. Uno Dos all entered in. Martin, you were already there, but we got you again. Michelle, you were already in, but we got you there uh, as well. So appreciate everyone getting registered to, uh, to for that for that for our giveaway, man. Appreciate all the response. Um, Quinn Miners, like I said, a guy that I had way way up there as well. Um, Michael Ronquillo did his homework. He says Eddie Royal has seven hundred and forty, and Mims has seven hundred and six. I did my homework. So again maybe the most sense Eddie Royal again. So really obviously almost beat Eddie Royal. If not, we'd be talking about who was the guy before Eddie Royal, you know what I mean? That, uh, that Mims was able to eclipse. So fantastic season, fantastic season 
from Arvin Mims, in my opinion. Though Graham had the shocking emoji when I put him up so high. <laughs> let's let's continue around the horn. We're at number two for Mr. Trevor Salzman. What do you got, sir? Yeah, I have Garrett Bulls number two. Again, probably another guy that a lot of people aren't very high on, but I actually am pretty high on. You know, I think he's actually really solid for Denver at left tackle. Left tackles aren't easy to find, you know, and I think that he's he's provided some stability to this offensive line that they haven't had. I think actually is your probably your second best offensive lineman that you have. And again, three different guys um, that are on my list that Denver's drafted that are your best offensive linemen. Two of which are not on my list because and. For many reasons, I mean, but those are two uh, free agent guys. So, again, this team needs to continue to invest into the draft. Uh, I, just, I just think Bulls has been really solid. I mean, he just – three sacks allowed all season long from your left tackle when he sees a lot of different pass rushers, uh, a lot of the elite pass rushers um, in the league. And he just – he's very – I think he's solid. Is he elite? Is he great? And he's the best left tackle in the league? No, but I think he's solid enough that can get you by until you find that next left tackle be a draft or however you want to go down the line. And I think that Denver should absolutely bring him back because any quarterback that you in the NFL, I mean, you can argue left tackle is probably the second most important position um, on the offensive side of the ball um, when it comes to uh, football and then just uh, in general on the offensive side of the ball. So I uh, give me a Garrett Bowles at number two. I like a buddy, man, a guy I had at number five, uh, a guy that I th- talked about the importance and a guy that really stepped up. I like Garrett Bowles at number two. And then it came to me. Mr. Justin Simmons is who I have at number two, guys. Here's a guy that solidified that back end. Um, all pro, pro bowl selection as well. Uh, Justin Simmons has been doing it so long that I thought I think he should be on the Super Bowl 50 team. That's how long he's been around here doing it well. Lost his, lost his right-hand man and Kareem Jackson. P.J. Locke comes in, didn't miss a step. He was playing on the back end. I how many times do we hear this, especially this year, um, you know, bad play over the head, Justin Simmons, got beat deep, Justin Simmons, just doesn't happen. And on top of it, he's up there and he's making plays uh, up around the line of scrimmage as well sometimes. So Justin Simmons, for me, comes in at number two. And then here it is, guys. Number one, man. Yeah, I know. I need the drum roll. I'm going to get it for the next top ten that we have, guys. And by the way, Graham, again, thank you for saying that you're loving this, man. Uh, we're loving doing it, and uh, here it is. We've done the same rotation back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Trevor, you start why, us off at number one, buddy. Why don't you start? You want me to start? Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? All right. It's like, hey, how come you always get to go last, Keith? Okay. Um, <laughs> number one for me. Number one for me, again, a Pro Bowl selection, and – if we looked at it and we've been talking about how do we trade, who's our most valuable piece, it's Pat Sertan, guys. I know that he didn't have the largest and the best year. I know that he may have fallen off a little bit, but I still think you're talking about one of the top three corners even this year in this league. I think for the the competition that he went up against, for the expectations that he had with the people playing around him, and like I said, the future of a franchise that nobody wants to trade away, <laughs> we're talking about Pat Sertan. So for me, Pat Sertan, Pro Bowl selection in 2024, I'm, that's my number one pick. So there you go, Albert. That's my number one. Now I'll go to Trevor, see what he has there, buddy. Yeah, I think this is Denver's uh, second most viable player on their team. Arguably could be first this year, uh, Quinn Myers. You know, this is a guy that uh, I think is – 
definitely solidified himself as one of the best guards in the league. Um, you know, right there with, with in the same draft in the same draft with like as a uh, PS2. And uh, again, George Payton picked him, so this is why again one of the few offensive linemen that, that George Payton actually picked. And Broncos have the past couple of years, um, but this is a guy they absolutely hit on, and uh, you know, just again two lost two sacks this season, and 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 it's just penalties. You know, it's not a problem with him that often. Very good in the run game, I would say as well. Um, you know, just just elite in my opinion. Another guy that again a reason why you're not going to see Lloyd Cushberry likely not back is so Denver can pay Quinn Myers because you have to pay guards to that level and he's an elite level uh offensive lineman and guard in the league so Quentin Myers for me is my number one guy number one guy for you number one guy for Pearl I know it, it, hey this is a guy that I I heard Albert all year long just pound the table talking about him how fantastic Quinn Myers is and how much he loved him I know that he respects him a ton as well but we're gonna head to Jody next uh by the way Michael Ronquillo as well as Kearney Kirkpatrick said Number one was Cortland Sutton. Kenny saying it was the easiest pick on the list was Cortland Sutton for him. So, um, Jody, where are you going with number one? I had Russell Wilson number one. I think what he did this year, missing you know two two games, uh, top ten comp uh, completion percentage, uh, top ten in TDs, missing two games, um, top ten in rating. Um, all that without a coach that wants to commit to you. All that with zero run game. All that with uh, below average wide receivers for the most part. Um, I mean, I think he carried this offense. Was he perfect? No. But we've seen what two games with Trevor or with uh, Jared Stidham was going to look like. And if you think Russ was bad, buckle up if we're going 17 with Jared Stidham. Very good, man. Uh, Russ put up a fantastic performance. A lot of people obviously not impressed with the benching and the timing of the benching. Uh, who knows where he would have ended up stat-wise, uh, especially, you know, had the ability to maybe go over 30 touchdowns on the year. Uh, who knows, probably 3,500 yards rather than the 33,000 that he put up. And like you said, I think there was a lot of limitations. This run game was not what we expected it to be, especially with the uh, amount that we put in at free agency along the offensive line. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. Uh, he did make my top 10, obviously, again, kind of like Albert, kind of opposite ends of the list when we were talking about uh, uh, Justin, or Russell Wilson at number nine, and he had him at number two. But well, while while I, everyone else is given their number one, can I ask the chat a question? What sure, but what is the difference? What's the difference in what you see from Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson? There you go, guys. The chat he wants, to, he wants to know one got benched, and one is probably going to be the league MVP. What what is the difference, really? There you go, man. We'll be reading those chat comments at, later, and I needed to get to some chat comments because Kenny pointed out to me, and I appreciate this Kenny trying to keep track of everything a top 10 list all the comments the whole nine yards Michael Ronquillo sent us 100 stars guys uh, he says I know it doesn't show up in our chat he wanted us to know man let's give it up clap it up for Michael Ronquillo guys because the Ronk came in big support man appreciate you so so much man can't can't man can't really get, show I can't tell you how much we appreciate that man we're just a little show over here on the side 
It means a ton. Uh, we're trying to get bigger. We're trying to do three shows a week. Rocky Mountain Sports Network is growing as well. We're trying to, to do this all for you guys. And when you guys come back in here with appreciation like that, man, we love it. We love it a ton, man. Um, again, just everybody wants to know, or I mean, sorry, Jody wants to know from everybody in the in the comments, if you don't mind dropping it in, though, we'll take a look at them. Difference between Lamar Jackson, difference between Russell Wilson, other than being benched for the last two games of the season. But with that being said, I want to head up to number one from Mile High Dutchy. Albert, who do you have at number one? Uh, the number one loser, in my opinion, is Randy Gregory. Oh, the, uh, oh, that's a different <laughs> list. I was, oh, yeah. Uh, not the homework assignment uh, problem again, are we? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my number one is none else than number 77, win minus. And we already have seen it all. Uh, we already said it all. But once in a while, if you see him, Quinn Minus up in the secondary and going after the running backs or quarterback, and you see him pushing the running backs forward, even mm -hmm. lifting them up. We have seen that as well. Right last year, for example, he tossed uh, Williams over the over the end, uh, goal line. So yeah, Quinn Minus is for me the number one, and I think it is. It will take on quite an effort for anybody else to overcome him as the number one. Nice, nice. I, like I said, much respect, I think, has been given across this pod in general for Mr. Quinn Miners. I think, um, if I remember correctly, do we all have Quinn Miners ranked top five? Uh, yep. yep, yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> Cram's coming in with his. Uh, his was Riley Dixon. For, uh, for Graham, congratulations. I, I know that uh, special teams are important, Graham, so I, I appreciate you pointing out. Hey, punters are, are people too. So <laughs> I appreciate that, Graham. <laughs> um, I do got to point this out, especially since the guy gave out 100 stars. Kenny's pointing out that Michael Ronquillo said an all-time top 10 Broncos list would be fun. And we might have to just cue that one up. That's not a bad idea either i like that idea that's a that's going to be a really really tough list man that's talk about nixing some guys off that are going to be um all time legends and in the minds of many uh top 10 broncos list will get you there um uno dos coming in saying an honorable mention for him was singleton um along those lines uh michael ronquillo because i thought he was playing around with his top 10 list i did say that he or i did see uh where he had and he put Russell Wilson was number 11 on his list. So that, that just, just barely missed it. Uh, um, spot, you know, uh, that Mr. Irrelevant almost didn't make, almost made it, you know, um, did make it, uh, he was right there at the very end, uh, almost made his list. So, um, gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, by the way, Kenny comes in. Alexander Madison was on his number 11 on his list. Uh, um, Hanging out with Randy Gregory on a different list, I think. Um, oh, well, that's uh, Vikings list, Dutchie. Uh, sorry about that. So uh, Pearl coming in saying she had Russ at number 10, just to letting us know kind of where everyone's thinking. And again, guys, I think that still says a lot, man. Again, we're talking at the very top of the show. If there was five of us on the screen, that means only one of us make it. Uh, all four of us right here, even though 
man, I think the world of you, Trevor. I think the world of you, Jody. I think the world of you, Albert. Um, it could be that none of us make the top 10 list if we were on the on a 53-man roster like the Denver Broncos. We could all get voted no. So it takes a lot to get in here and, uh, <laughs> and um, make that top 10 list. It was a tough one for me. I don't know how it was for you guys, how you guys got through it, um, where how you end up going through. Oh, by the way, guys, I, I mentioned that and I, before I get out of here, and I just wanted to mention this. I said everyone from number seven up had something in common other than playing for the Denver Broncos. Appreciate it, Albert. Boom, boom. Um, all seven of these individuals that I had either were a pro bowler, an all pro, or receive votes in the all pro voting. So whether, it, and I'll just run through it. Michael Burton, Alex Singleton, Garrett Bowles, Quinn Miners, Marvin Mims, uh, Justin Sivens, and Pat Sertan all qualified on those. It's kind of how I, I, I uh, cheated on my list coming in a little bit. And maybe why so a lot of people are like, what? Marvin, man, number three. You're crazy, Keith. Um, guys, let's get some final thoughts. Let's get out of here. I know it's a little bit long. So, Albert, we'll start with you since you're the the, the time zone that we need to get out of here the soonest. Albert, what do you got for us? Yeah, this, was, this was a fantastic show. Did you do again. Trevor's number one? I think you missed yeah. Trevor's. No, oh, no, Quinn Minerts. Yeah, Quinn Minerts. Trevor did do his. He was saying yeah. did good. Quinn Miners. Yeah, very good. Yep. Um, all right, Albert, kick us off, man. Yeah, it, it was. Or kick us out. One of the two. <laughs> it, it was. It was a fantastic show again. A, a lot of activity in the chat, and I really enjoyed it. And and everybody is so passionate about the Broncos, and really, really love it. And uh, thank you to Kurt, Kenny, Ernie, Patrick. My lovely wife, Michelle, Adam and Kayla were there, Graham, Pearl, Michael. And the Uno Dos X is a, is a new one for us. Uh, welcome to the show. And then uh, Martin was uh, there as well. Uh, yeah, hopefully we, uh, we can have more of these uh, shows. And if you guys have uh, ideas for uh, topics, uh, don't hesitate to let us know as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Albert, thanks for giving all the love to all our, our friends in the posse, as we call them, the chat board themselves. A big shout out to uh, Michael Ronquillo, who, who dropped the the stars this evening. Appreciate you so, so much. Again, Michael, uh, keeping the light on, lights on, as some of them might say. What I think I need is I think I need a little bit of powder to bring uh, some color to this uh, forehead of mine. Uh, either that or I need to find my hat before I come on. So appreciate you very much. Um, Kenny Kirkpatrick coming in and saying, uh, great job, fellows. Uno Dos coming in saying, awesome show, guys. First-time listener. I just subscribed. Like, share, subscribe. I don't say that enough, guys. Follow us. Uh, we appreciate it a ton, and and congratulations, Uno Dos. I also have your in, uh, your uh, entry into our giveaway. Got that marked down right off to the side as well. Um, great show. Uh, uh, love it. Thank you, guys, coming in from Pearl as well. So, um, hey. Let's go ahead and head on over to the judge. Get some final thoughts before we get out of here from him. Uh, one more day of rest on the roster. One day closer to him being back in 2024. Um, I guess I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. Hopefully Kansas City doesn't complete this dynasty. And you watch these two teams, you can see where Denver needs to improve tight end. Even last week, and all four teams had elite tight ends. 
all four teams ran the football. Two things, Denver better figure out. It doesn't matter who's under center. Those are very important. And running and playing defense win you football games. Well said, man. Uh, a good reminder that came off of the top of the show from our from our friend Kurt Valente saying the exact same thing. Him and Jody are on the same mindset on a, on a lot of different things. I'll tell you what, though. Kenny, Kurt, K&K Sports Show, uh, we're on a lot of the same mindset. We're on a lot of the same shows as we kind of cross over and have a lot of fun. And that being said, Kenny's coming in here and saying, Keith, maybe next Tuesday around the horn, Broncos style for the show. We might just be able to put that together. That might be a good call, Kenny. Uh, thank you so much for the work that you put together. Kenny's been working a little bit behind the scenes, you know, kind of putting together a little little show for us, a little around the horn Denver Broncos style. And I think we should maybe debut that next Tuesday. So, Kenny, let's get that all set up in my mind. Um, Pearl's coming in. She's saying she's rooting for Kyle Shanahan. That's her her uh, her vote and why she's going. I just got to root against the Chiefs, I'll be honest. But right now, I got to head on over to Mr. Trevor, get some final thoughts before we get out of here. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody uh, for uh, joining us tonight. Again, you guys are all family to us. and Really appreciate you guys' comments. You guys are amazing. Michael, thank you. I mean, again, you're – you are amazing as well. You're your top of that list. You know, when it comes to you know this this podcast, you just from day one. You know, we appreciate all of you. And again, but Michael, I mean, the support, man, it's just been amazing from day one ever since I joined this podcast. So again, just continue this support. And Michael, again, he just loved chatting with him throughout the day as well. So uh, thank you, big time, Michael. Thank you, everybody, but for for coming on here and chatting with us. And um, you know, we really appreciate everything you guys do. You guys make this show possible. Um, we do it for you guys. All these ideas, everything, all the planning goes into it it's for you guys. Um, you know, so again, just thank you. You know, Dose X, you know, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, you know, first time subscriber and really appreciate having you on. I uh, hope you love it. Uh, you know, again, like, share, subscribe, the whole nine yards again, guys. We really appreciate it. And get this up more out to more Bronco fans, more people, because we love chatting in here. We have big shows planned for you guys throughout the offseason. And, um, you know, three times a week we're on, uh, you know, Sunday, 7 p.m. Uh, Monday, uh, Tuesday, 7 p.m. and again on Friday at 7 p.m. So continue to share it out, continue to share the love, and uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And again, thank you guys for being here. Uh, you know, go Broncos and keep the news coming because we'll be more news coming in next couple weeks probably. So we'll keep the news coming to you guys. There you go, man. Yeah, we're we're getting full on into it. Senior Bowl, as Michael put out there, um, out there on the uh, Facebook world. I know I uh, kicked off practice today, so that's a big one. Uh, Pearl's really big into our top 10 list that we have uh, planned, as well as maybe that around the horse show. Uh, Graham's coming in here rooting for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, again, going for the 49ers side of the ball. Uh, Pearl, thank you so much, saying it's a fun show. Uh, and uh, Kenny Kirkpatrick coming in saying, if you smell what the ronk is cooking. So absolutely. we. I know what I smell the ronk is cooking. It's fantastic support. And being part of our roundup royalty that's for dang sure appreciate you ronk coming in here fantastic supporter from the day one and dropping stars again this evening um guys appreciate you appreciate the the work that you put into this top 10 list man uh, i know it was tough for me at times Had guys moving around up and off um in you name it it was it was a fun list i've been i've been enjoying these top 10 lists i really appreciate and all of our viewers all of our listeners being so interactive as well guys you guys absolutely rock um 
Denver Bronco Roundup, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, guys. Remember, Rocky Mountain Sports Network covers all your Colorado sports, so Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets, and Rockies, they got you all covered. Check out the Rocky Mountain Sports Network today. Also, guys, Denver Bronco Roundup podcast. Seems like you can catch us all the time, but it's actually just Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're coming at you. We're bringing up top 10 lists. We're keeping you up to speed on all the latest, whether it be a, a Pete Carmichael or you name it, guys. We already talked about it, man. Draft coverage, senior bowl coverage, all these guys that uh, are available and the way that we're going to be heading for the Denver Broncos, all up in the air. We're going to keep you, you know, again, up to speed and and uh, hopefully informed and have a little fun doing it along the way, guys. That being said, we're going to get out of here. I already told you when you could catch us. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Available on Apple Podcast, available on Spotify as well. But we're going to get out of here. Keep your feet in your stirrups. Keep your guns in your holsters. Keep the Broncos in your heart. Until next time, guys, we're out of here. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Uh-huh.